0: to the Chartographer Season 5 Finale Part 3 We excited to do it. We went with it. That's right. Our love of this artist is so great that we already did a ranking of the discography of Killer Mike. We've already done a ranking of the discography of LP. And now, Evan Soddy, co-creator Taryn O'Reilly, and special guest Sam Thomas. Find her on the socials at Sam underscore which Sam... uh, (laughs) Sam underscore Sam underscore which on all the socials. Oh that's right. The thing is we decided to do it because we need to talk about them. You know they're the reason that we got together. They we're talking about the one, the only. The group that's going to bang this shit the fuck out. out. That's right y'all. We're talking Let about Let's go Run! Huh? the what? Jules! Oh my god. You're poor neighbors. <laughs> Whatever. It's they, Saturday. They've they, they dealt with it. That's fine. Y'all, run the jewels. Uh, of course, they are the legendary uh, rap duo formed by LP and Killer Mike. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they are... Essentially, it was started out as the uh, essentially the producer to Killer Mike's REP music project, eventually turned into its own group. They initially thought it was just going to be an EP or just have a couple songs by itself, but holy shit, the fans did fucking dig it. We demanded and, it. And over the years, they have just grown into one of the most influential, powerful, and an astonishing commercial force as well, despite the fact that they give away all of their music for free. At all times. Mm-hmm. Because that is what they do. And the thing is, we are so excited about it. We are such fans of them. And the thing is, like Taryn and I have been fans of them for a while, but Sam Thomas is a fucking super fan. Stand. Yeah. And the thing is, is that about these that. albums that unlike our other two rankings of LP and Killer Microsoft, a whole bunch of instrumentals and mixtapes and whatnot, y'all run the jewels discography is pretty clean outside of a remix album called Meow the Jewels. We'll talk about that in a half there in a so but we're talking about three and four albums, basically. We're talking about the original Run the Jewels from 2013. We're talking about the sequel, Run the Jewels 2, in 2014. The sequel to that, Run the Jewels 3, in 2016. And the completely changing around, RTJ4, in 2020. <laughs> uh, so, y'all, that is four albums. That is four slots. And the thing is, we are excited about this group. We are. This has been the whole reason we did this whole multi-episode thing. And that is why I'm trying to get over to Terran in the motherfucking hot seat four albums four slots number
1: four Taron O'Reilly you had to give me the hardest one yeah bitch
2: (laughs) I don't think it's the hardest one no
1: I no, I do. I of the three episodes, this is the yeah. hardest, low, low ranking. Well, they're all.
2: We're we're all in agreement that they're all. F- all four of these stellar. albums are
1: fantastic. But we have
2: to rank them. It's a the point of 4. your podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> RTJ Four is what I am nominating for the fourth spot. I'm gonna fight you. Uh, great! I w- I'm so excited. Wow! I'm, I'm ready to fight you. I'm
2: so- so surprised. So here's the thing. Why? Here's
1: the thing about... <laughs> she demands answers. Why? I love this so much. Here's the thing about RTJ4. There oh. are songs on here that I... Like, when I tell you I listen to Walking in the Snow on repeat... Dude. I don't think I can... I don't think you fully understand. Like, literally, there was an entire week where it was the only song I listened yeah. to. Like, on the train to my job... The entire train ride home, sitting in my apartment, like, I would just put it on repeat and, like, game. Like, I literally... It's it's,
2: mind-blowing.
1: Part of... This album was released a week after George Floyd was murdered, and I think it just, it... Part of the reason that they just put it out, because initially they had delayed because of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. and they were just like, the world is fucking terrible have our album. Uh Uh-huh. And I I think partially it it was perfect because there's some amazing party songs on here and there's also like some of the best counterculture protest music that I have ever heard in my entire life.
2: Then why is it number four for you? Never
1: forget in the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by by the the state is like, that's, I think it's still my Instagram bio. Like it literally, it, it like really made me reevaluate some things that, you know, I was already on my journey to, but I, and I think it's just because I just don't like some of the samples that he uses on this album. And I this
0: is an album where LP wanted to challenge himself and use samples. I yeah. get that.
1: I I think I think the ground below is a surprising unsuccessful track in an in a discography that doesn't really have them. Mm-hmm. I don't like the hook of Ooh La La. I think it's really annoying. And have I you think heard he...
2: the Mexican Institute of Sound remix? It's no. not on this album. Oh, we're gonna listen to it after this okay. recording yeah. <laughs> because I it's not on the album, I doesn't mean, count.
1: I love the verses. And I love the production. Otherwise, yeah. I just I I just I don't fuck. And Evan, I know you, your relationship with Ulala, La, you don't like the piano. They don't right? like piano, and so that's like a really fundamental. Part Element, of this. I, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not as annoyed with it, but also and then similarly out of uh, yeah out of sight. I didn't really like it all until this week. We watched the music video, and I was like, okay, the music video made Fun. me like the song more. Yeah. But it, I it just. And those were the two singles, which I think sort of soured me on it because I was just like, why? Why are these your singles? When you have Walking in the Snow and Just, and of course, Just yeah. then became a single. Also yeah, because, I think partially just because it was getting more streams than anything else it when was. it dropped. Just is a fucking Just amazing. is a song. incredible song. Yeah. And I just think, and just that, that one-two the punch good old of Walking played, in the Snow NASA and Just and on your in the yeah. middle of the album.
2: I also love Goonies versus E.T. Yeah, me too. And Holy Kalama Like, that's like a boom, boom, boom Yeah. Like, I also love Never Look Back.
1: Yeah, Never Look Back is Solid. This is definitely, I really like a lot of these songs. Yeah. I also like Pulling the Pin. Oh my I, god. I like, which apparently I like was, the was originally like supposed to have Elton John on it. Yeah. Yeah, which is wild.
2: I love this album. It is not even close to number four for me. Uh, I think that contextually, you cannot ignore when it came out. Right. Like, you cannot
0: the statement grade the moment it on the curve was. because yeah. of
2: that a little bit. And, you're about to fight me, (laughs) I saw that finger point. (laughs) I think that you can't ignore that. I think that everything, while I agree on the samples, like it's it feels new because it is new and it's not what we expect. I feel like it's, as a package, yes, there are some songs that I'm like, "Mm," I would skip, but as a package, it is so fucking good to me. Because of when it came out, because everything we love about RTJ, lyrically, is them being just scathing and intelligent as fuck. Mm -hmm. And this whole thing is, when it's not scathing and intelligent as fuck, it is also, there's brevity that is so needed... Like, the whole sort of bookend between Yankee and the Brave episode four and, like, the little stinger at the end of a few words for The Firing Squad, where it's like that old-timey 70s sitcom, like, they're closer to killing each other than getting the job done or whatever, is so fun and adventurous and different for them. Mm -hmm. Like, I love how four album after doing five albums together Mm -hmm. they did something so different for themselves and i feel like it's fucking great (laughs) like i like what they did i love lp's production work outside of this album in the not in in his work where he doesn't use samples Mm -hmm. in in it for example but the fact that i guess just knowing like viewing this album through the lens of knowing their other shit Makes me like it more because it's different. Mm. Does that make sense? No, I totally like. Make I sense. appreciate the fuck out of this album because of the time it came out, the content within it, and knowing artistically where they were when they put it out. I cannot listen to a few words for the firing squad without starting to cry.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's been a year, yeah, of listening to this album a lot. Yeah, I just thinking about it, I'm like beclamped. Because knowing their lives, knowing their upbringings, knowing what they fucking went through between Run the Jewels 3 and RTJ4, this album is astounding to me that they put this together.
0: So what would you nominate for number four, then?
2: I was going to put Run the Jewels 2013.
0: The original, the one that started off the whole big... Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting Mm -hmm. that you say that. That would be mine. So I am of two different minds here on this one because I feel like, for me... There is, I think that we're talking about two albums that are kind of different polar opposites, but I feel mm-hmm. like the, RTJ2 and RTJ3, I feel like, is definitely more of an escalated version of what they were going for. Because RTJ1, it's pretty obvious, this is two guys going together, having the best fucking time. Dude, they're just... Hearing they're the stories dropping. of them dropping... Dude, you know, don't like, fuck hoes. Dude. Doing, <laughs> doing, doing yeah. mushrooms and just yes. like getting, and like getting in the studio and just feeling what works on uh-huh. there. I get that. It's a vibe. It's fun. Like, Banana Clipper is fucking fun. And shit, Sea Legs actually rips. And I love is, Sea Legs. And Chris. Yeah, and A Christmas Fucking Miracle actually starts to hint a little bit of the heart that they open up to a little bit more because that storytelling that Killer Mike so well did a little bit on Pledge 3 and a lot more on R.E.P. music it comes through a bit here but this clearly RTJ1 it can be viewed as a little bit more slight because it doesn't have as much of the unnecessary depth as some of the Mm -hmm. other RTJ records have with that said it's still fucking great like the thing is end to end it is just like I don't want to call it a party album but it definitely the
1: vibe on it is just raucous it's I I think I would call it a party album. It is. It's, it's, it's fun. It sounds like two dudes it's partying fun. in the studio. And the, the, mm-hmm. because it's just, it's... Banana like, Clippers. It's 33 fun. minutes. It fun. gets in, it gets out, and it just hits you in the face that entire time. I just think it's such a strong opening statement. Mm-hmm. Like, they went into it thinking... Oh, we'll just make an EP. Oh, this is going really well. Let's just make it a full I album. Like you, you like
2: me? Let's me, the studio. Do- let's yeah. just keep
1: going. Yeah, and and then I understand why they thought it was going to be a one off. But truly, upon hearing it, you're like, of course, this created a legacy. It's Absolutely. just such a strong cohesion of their two different styles, and of and they're they're just you can hear in their delivery that they love what they're doing. They're having a great time. They are having a great time. time. And you, I also loved getting confirmation uh, in a, in an interview I watched where I was talking about when they're on a verse and they're trading back and forth. Yeah. That's literally, they were writing that live together in the studio and when one of them got stuck, the other one just picked up. Yeah. And that's why the, the, the line distribution isn't necessarily always completely even because it was just whoever had the next line just jumped in.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And... Like, there's just such a, a kinetic ferocity to this record. Perfect it just word does not let that. up. Right. No. And so I totally understand because it's not, it doesn't have the weight. Because part of why Run the Jewels now is a stadium act uh-huh. is because they have so much weight behind their music on top of... The amazing Danceable production and the immaculate rapping. There's emotional heft behind so much of what they do. They have a message. They have a platform. Um, and that's not here yet on this record. No. So, like, I understand the argument for it being their weak- weakest, but I just, I I can't get past... Where would you
2: rank it if it's not for
1: This is my number two.
2: Wow! This is going to become a spicy episode.
0: This is going to be a spicy episode, and here's the thing for wow. me too: is that I see both sides of the argument because for me, I... RTJ. <laughs> no, no, no! I just wanna say, I me, want to say for me, RTJ four does have weaker moments on it, and Ooh. I'm just saying that outright because for me, I can't get past Ooh la la. That like genuinely is a way down for me. Aww. Holy Kalamafuck is good enough. Like the thing is, like oh, I love holy. I Kalamafuck. don't love Do I it as play? much. It is, it's
1: but it's, that's, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I love uh. this trial. But the other also, thing- though every time he goes light, I think of Aziz Light from Tenement. Like that's a plus. I just don't know. I am not saying it's a negative
0: But the thing for me is that RTJ, honestly, when I come back to RTJ four, while as much as like pulling the pin has weight for me too, and also while a few words from the firing squad clearly is like two people talking about each other in such loving and reverent terms it comes down to Walking in the Snow and Just. Dude. It's not the fact, and here's the thing about it, is that for me, I actually kind of agree with Taryn because RTJ4 is not my favorite RTJ record. But Walking in the Snow and Just are probably my two favorite RTJ songs, period. As much as I love Legend Has It, as much as I love so many other classics, Walking in the Snow. And just, again, also, I don't. We just kind of gloss over it. I want to talk about Walking in the Snow a little bit more because yeah. the thing is that you mentioned about the time frame of which it came out and how that is important for you. The thing is, this was written so longer prior to the murder I know, of George that's Floyd. That's what
2: makes it even more. And
0: when there is that fucking when that switch happens, when it goes yeah. over from Elle's verse to Mike's verse, and when he talks about what it is to be uh, held down, to be to the point where it says, "I can't breathe," mm-hmm. and to have the music drop out at that moment. It is striking. And the thing is, it was not of-the-moment kind of thing. And they weren't writing for that specific thing that happened, but as history repeats itself, it happened to be relevant in that time. That's fucking hard as shit to deal with, mm-hmm. to watch, to handle, to process. And they articulated it so beautifully. In fact, Elle's verse at the start of the song isn't as strong as uh, Mike's verse, but then Elle's verse at the end brings so it the fuck home. What's that line
1: about, uh, what am I supposed to do? So- oh, fucking am I going to do not spoke, spoke? get yeah. a job? Uh,
2: I forget the full lyrics. Get a job, get a... Oh, no, I forget too.
1: Something something, arigato. Not, I'm do me, arigato. Gato, gato, gato. And so the thing is that like... Oh, it's something about being an adult. Whatever. But those two songs
0: are so powerful and impactful that it's that hard line because I'm looking at RTJ2 and I'm looking at everything that is powerful and speaking to me on there. I'm looking at RTJ3 and feeling the same thing. It's a tough debate.
2: All four. Like, yeah. I mean, ranking things hard. Yeah.
0: That's why we're
1: doing They're this episode good. is yeah. because we truly love this artist. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so for me, I gotta be fully honest. Between your two nominations, in my personal ranking, that's I had them in these slots. RTJ4 and Run the Jewels 1 were kind of in the lower end for me versus RTJ2 and RTJ3. That's kind of where I'm at. So I
2: agree. Really? Yeah. I, do, I, don't th- I love RTJ4. But I don't think it should be number four.
1: Oh. But oh, would you put it as number... Three. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're not like... I it's just not like your
2: I, fan. I, I just think the gap, for me personally, the gap between four and one...
0: Is it's so like, seismic. It feels,
2: it feels for me... Like, this was the one of the three artists where, like, the ranking on this, I, I was very confident in how I feel. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And, like, the gap of what the package that they give us, the difference between... Three and four feels very clear to me, Mm -hmm. but I understand.
1: I guess I'm, I'm looking outside of just like context and emotional heft and just thinking about like when I sit down to listen to the album as a complete album experience, which one do I prefer? And I think also part of why RTJ4 was so powerful in the moment Mm -hmm. is because the last four songs are all downers. <laughs> I love
2: a downer. Yeah.
1: I love a downer too, but it's it's just like as an as a as a straight listen through. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the sequencing I would have chosen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
2: Well, that's why that's what makes me like RTJ four more than Run the Jewels two thousand thirteen is that RTJ four is more of a cornucopia. RTJ one mm-hmm. is a good time. RTJ four has a good time, and then sucker punches you.
0: I, and (laughs) my argument is that RTG2 and RTG3... They kind of do the same thing, but with different aims, right? Yeah, like, because the thing is that, once, I mean, as much as there is a party to be had on RTJ1, RTJ2 and RTJ3 is when you really start seeing that storytelling mic that we got on RAP Music, he's back on RTJ2 in a big way. I love 2 and 3. Even more on 3. So that is why, that's why for me, RTJ4 was a little bit of a disappointment, because as much as there are incredible moments on there, as a record, it didn't hold as much immediate weight for me, but... Again, I think we're kind of dancing around the circle. I mean, I'll, think, I'll
2: relent if you want to, four is four. I think it's time to It's two on one. It's two on one.
0: RTJ4 at number four and then RTJ1 at number three. I'm cool with that.
2: I'm very cool with we that. We
0: all have our scruples. <laughs> we all have our thoughts. We yeah, we exactly. I knew it you know, we were doing we were doing so great. We had so many great similar opinions on here, but that's the point of this podcast. So before we even talk about ranking, going we just talk about two and three real quick. Oh, because so I want to. Because Run the Jewels two is a fucking
1: phenomenal album.
0: This yes. is of course the start of the wonderful run of Zack De La Rocha appearances mm. across the RTJ discography. So
1: I just wanna quickly Give the the context that we learned from uh, what had happened. What was. had happened was in that so on this f- on Run the Jewels they released Cancer for Cure and rap music within a week of each yeah, other one, on separate labels. wasn't LP p- wasn't must planned so <laughs> wasn't planned, but they were just like uh-huh. that's just how it ended up. So they were like, oh, let's tour together. That went really well. They went back into the studio. They were just fucking around. They made Run the Jewels one released it for free. It's And then they were going on, they were like, we'll do another tour to support this. But they didn't know that Run the Jewels was going to be a thing yet. So they advertised it as Killer Mike and LP present Run the Jewels or something mm-hmm. like that. As the, And that was their tour. They opened they, for
2: Run the Jewels. And they
1: each had an hour long set yeah. that they did separately. <laughs> and then they did their Run the Jewels set. And as they started doing the tour, they noticed that like... The Mike fans were having a great time. The L fans were having a great time. But then when they started playing the Run the Jewels shit, not only were both of those groups very happy, but there was this new third group of fans that had just heard about Run the Jewels and that's what they were there to see. And so the whole place blew up. Mm -hmm. And then so over the course of that tour, the Mike and L sets just kept getting shorter and shorter until they were like 25 to 35 minutes so they could get to... Let's just get right to run mm-hmm. the jewels because that's what's working. And that's
0: also when they started seeing the sea of pistol and fists up oh, in the yeah. air, right? Uh, people just being like, "Oh, this symbol is has power oh, this is, beyond."
1: This is becoming a thing.
2: I told you guys earlier, but like being at an RTJ concert is the closest I've ever felt to being a part of a cult. Yeah, because <laughs> everyone it sweeps you up. Yeah, right. Like, and so I and the crowd think, goes RTJ. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so i think in
1: a good way. I love cults. I love this cult. Like a very important context for just how powerful the energy is on Run the Jewels 2 is that then they now they've just finished that tour and they're like, well, let's fucking do it again.
0: I guess this is is
1: becoming a thing. We have our own fan base as a duo now, so let's do this. And that is what explains the intro on Jeopardy. When Mike is just screaming. I love Jeffrey. I mean, it's so good. And that's Ugh. this album, almost even more than Run the Jewels one, just does not let up. But it's, it, it, it's it, so it does it in both the party bangers and the emotional punch. Right. Okay. It just keeps fucking punching you. Cause
0: y'all, Mike's verse on early. Mike's incredible verse on "Early" when he is talking about what it's like to be arrested in front of your family, in front of your family. is like one of the most heart wrenching things I've And the thing is that his heart is throughout this entire discography. But really, after the yeah. joyous party of "Run the Jewels One," seeing that on RTJ Two, that was like a breakthrough moment for me too. Of like they they are capable of so much
1: more. Well, and also "Crown," "Crown," Dude. Crown, Dude. "Crown" is is one of the songs I've always loved it. But, like, this oh. week I was like, oh, wait, I think this is, like, one of my favorite songs ever. It is. Because, because... It
2: should be. <laughs> like, I'm telling you that it is your favorite. Elle's L's <laughs>
1: verse, verse is very, very good. But then, and then Just, after, after the hook, you get that fucking guitar whale. Which I'm like, I want to know what sample this is or who played it because it's so good. It is good. And then Mike's verse... On crown. It's just like it it truly it's it's one of those things where like he's telling his own personal story, but mm-hmm. then at with the hook, mm-hmm. it becomes something that anyone can use and relate to. Yeah. Can't pick up no crown holding what's holding you down. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it truly is one of those songs. Cause I feel like a lot of inspirational songs veer way into cheesy territory and so therefore don't work. Whereas like this one is truly like I feel the life lived in this song Mm -hmm. and the lessons learned and like it helped me learn a lesson Mm -hmm. and I just think it you can't you can't overstate how important that is and again what impact that had on their growing popularity. For people to hear this record and hear all you know, as much as the the hard party bangers that they had the reputation for, then you mm-hmm. also get this whole other side of them.
2: They're very good at hyping you and then giving you a gut punch.
1: Right. Wow. It's
0: also,
2: right be- after love again,
1: digging the mouth all day. Right. <laughs> you got my digging dig them
0: mouth,
2: mouth all, all day. day. Yeah. Looks- also, love Gangsta Boo, and I love how often Gangsta shows up in their music. I love her. Uh, Gangsta Boo walked so Cardi and Megan yeah.
0: Could die. <laughs> yeah. can. Yeah. You- <laughs> Genuine.
2: She was on Sangonia, I'll I'll call before I come. Yeah. I also, She's been love, I also love that they bring She's back Trina nasty. too. She's yeah. been great. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Gangsta Boo's consistently back. She's she uh, did Walking in the Snow. Yeah. Too. Yeah.
0: She
1: yeah, did the hook on walking.
0: And yeah, yeah. I Damn, that motherfucker's cold, but yeah. Yes. Then also, you have to close your eyes, can't count to fuck. Obviously, uh, run
1: the jewels fast. Run the run the jewels fast. That was truly the run first run the, 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 the jewels song Jules. where I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that really? Was, that was the first song where I was like, this is going on my playlist. This is going. I'm listening to this every day. Right now. Like that was that was what truly. And I will say, De La Rocha was a was definitely an acquired taste for me. And but now he has been acquired, and I think. All, of his, all three of Someday his appearances three we'll get you Danny Brown yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> all three of his appearances are like among the best songs they've ever they know how to they use know him how perfectly to use, the in his voice. but they also to hear them say it they don't even really have to use him they just give him the beat and he like writes some of the best verses he's mm-hmm. ever written
0: yeah, what are your favorites on this album? Sam?
2: Uh, all of them.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I honestly all of them. Yes, but also the first three songs and really first four songs. If we're talking about Jeopardy, oh my darling, don't uh, no cry black it tonight. It is uh, like when I heard this album, I was already an RTJ fan from the first one. Loved them, but I wasn't like a screaming, fucking throwing up fucking pistol and fist, like, wow, 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 fuck yeah, Run the Jewels, until this album came out, and I viscerally remember when this dropped and i listened to it for the first time and jeopardy i was like ah okay and then oh my darling don't cry came on i was like okay run backwards throw a field at dicks. dicks okay and then blockbuster part one came on and then closer i was like literally screaming in my car like I put it on while I was driving and I was like I I fe- it felt dangerous. How can music like be I this good? Like I shouldn't be yeah. driving while listen to this. I lost my yeah. fucking mind. Like every time a new song came on and it got like 30 seconds, 40 seconds and I was like god fucking god. Damn.
1: <laughs> like of, I lost my shit. Speaking of god fucking damn, can we talk about all due respect for oh. a second? I mean, they had... I love the they,
2: adventurous features on this one. I right? love that Travis Barker's on this well, album. So
1: they had they had this song done and ready to go with Drum Machine. And then they were they got him... I forget the story of how they like linked up. Didn't he they, reach out to them? Maybe. I might be pulling that out of like my ass. That seems like something he would do, though. I might be because, pulling that out, out of my ass. He, I mean, if you see current record releases, he's produced like four big albums in the last year and a half. Like, he is back. The pot pump and I feel like he real. He, he stays busy. He probably... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he reached out to them. Yeah. But he makes that song what it ended up becoming. Mm. It's that... the drums Talk about a banger. So <laughs> yeah. fucking Literally hard. Literal banging banger. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, honestly, though, if we're talking about bangers, there's a little sweet at the start of Run the Jewels 3. In which mm-hmm. there is "Talk to Me," followed by "Legend Has It," uh, followed by "Call Tikatron."
2: Life from the Garden, which
0: is just like the I, I would almost argue the RTJ at their most pop to a degree, mm-hmm. but in the best possible way. Because at this point, once you get around to RTJ three, now that they've kind of done more live shows, now that they've done it with the material of RTJ two, they know how to tailor a song for a crowd, yeah, and that is what they do, but yes. not without taking out the heart that has made them what they are. Mm-hmm.
1: We've covered a couple artists that hit an era in their career where they were like, oh, we're that hot shit now, and they started making stadium music. Uh And that's what I think Run the Jewels 3 is. Yeah. They made stadium rap. They knew that this shit was going to be... Screamed back at them by the thousands. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, let's
2: get Trina exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly, the baddest bitch. and that's, yeah. and that's yes. The thing is, this album is so stacked; it's not even fair. Uh-huh. Like, the, I the also love nuts. "Down" is the perfect opener. Mm-hmm. I hope. I also I love hope that for both of these two middle albums, they sort of ease you in. They, do. they ease you in. They're like, by the way, we're back, by and then way. they hit you in the nuts. Yeah, but right then the that—I mean, truly, truly—that that, that opening run, those first four songs, that's like one of my favorite progressions on an album, especially because a couple of them are like continuous mixes. They fade into each oh, other. Oh, I love
2: Legend Hand into Culticatron, and I love that. exactly.
1: And well, but also down into Talk to Me. Yeah, Talk, Talk to, to Me. me. Is my favorite Run the Jewels song? <gasps> really? Oh, I, I I have listened to that one more than any. More other. than Walking in the Snow? It's probably close. Okay, but Talk Talk to Me is definitely my favorite Run the Jewels song. Wow, and and I just and and that's on top of like. Of course Legend Has It is right up there with it. Yeah. Depending on the day, you yeah. know? It's spotlight. really solid.
2: It's, like, one of their most popular songs, but, like, for a good reason. Legend yeah. Has It. It's yeah. a yeah. fucking killer. Yeah.
1: And then, also, this album has fucking Panther Like a Panther with Trina. Oh, it's so good. Which is one of their hardest hitting. It's and then good. you get fucking towards the end with Thursday in the Danger Room. You can sing it out. it out. Uh, uh, that is, that is like, the spiritual successor to Crown for me. Yes! It's just as good. It's just as good. And And, again, Mike's verse, this story of, like, I know that this was just the situation that we were all put in by society. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, the story of forgiveness for this man who killed his friend. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, such an incredible piece of work. And then you go right into fucking kill your masters. Yes. I mean, like, and that's, that's That's truly, I'm almost afraid to say this on, on record. I truly think that like Run the Jewels played a role in radicalizing me. In like, in like opening my brain to like what the possibilities are and also Just how far we are in the shit. Just how
2: fuck. How just. Just
1: how fucked are we? Like, just how fucked
2: we are, and just how much fucking stuff has been hidden from us, right? When it comes to like uh, your your media, your typical education in the United States, um, our exposure to to things as white kids when we were growing up, yeah. um,
0: And like, genuinely, there are hip hop purists that push back sometimes against their quote unquote faux revolutionary politics. I don't
1: think it's faux, right? No, fuck those people. Yeah. Yeah. Killer Mike fucking puts not just his money where his mouth is, he puts yes. his time where his mouth is. He literally works on campaigns yes. in local and state elections to like make his community better. He's a partner his in community a black-owned bank.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And like, and so the thing is, is that he also, for that very reason, though, their audience of RTJ, they are keenly aware that it is a mix, and it also reaches out yeah. to white kids, to white yeah. dudes as well. And so guess what? Uh, if they're going to go gone. ahead and pick up Killer Mike's stories of how it is to grow up and be black and deal with these experiences from his unique way of telling yeah. it, that's fucking fantastic, too. And so then you also have Don't Get Captured on I here. I love Don't Get Captured. Yeah. I, mean, I them all. I mean, yeah. the thing is,
2: it's a, it's like a great kids album. I because Danny Brown's on. He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh-huh. <This> sure is. <laughs> There he is. Uh, showing up again. I do like it. I
1: do like it. I also love Hit. Stay Gold. Mm-hmm. I love all the different beat switches in Stay Gold. Yeah. yeah. It's a very And again,
0: it journey. further goes to say that although LP can do a hook, he loves taking the songs and making them grow and change. And sometimes, even if they repeat a verse, sometimes the musicality mm-hmm. is different on it, too. Yeah. Which I think is their strength, too. Because sometimes, although there are sing-along choruses and shit, shit does change, yeah. too. And that, I think, is part of their strength, as well. Progresses. So, yeah. But now it comes down to the real tough question of Sam signing Jules 2, running Jules 3. In terms of our top two rankings, where would you put them?
2: Uh, both of them? You want me to rank
0: <laughs> top spot
2: and second spot at the yeah. same time? Oh, Run the Jules 2 is definitely number one, followed by Run the Jewels 3. <laughs> that is the easiest
1: Boo. Decision. Boo. Boo. Yeah. Sorry. You boo all you like. Run the Jules 3 is just like... I run the jewels three is like truly one of my favorite albums of all time. Same. I just well, <laughs> right, but I just mean like like yeah. for me it's it steps away from the pack. It is it is it's their
2: blue album.
1: Yeah, yeah, literally yeah. to me to me it just like even even though it's their longest, so I think I maybe give it a little extra leeway on like I don't even remember uh-huh. what everybody stay calm sounds like, but then like. If every other, every single other song on here is mm-hmm. just, I have no, I have no like negative critiques. It's just so strong. And it just, the, again, that opening salvo of, I don't think they've ever come close to just how strong it that collection is. and that progression of hearing those songs in order. That's how I feel about
2: one through four on two. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, the thing is that we're talking about two very, very good albums. But I think Fair at the
2: end good. of the day,
0: there's a little bit more, a slight, a little bit more rawness to run the Jewels 2 that just kind of hits me as, like, in the, just a more heart-rendering way. So that's why when you said RT, uh, RTJ2 is number one, I'm like, that's exactly I how agree. I get it. It's a tight
1: race. What yeah. it, no, it's
2: super, super, super tight race. Yeah. Um, and I think... I think that RTJ2... Has all of my favorite things about RTJ mm-hmm. in a way that RTJ three doesn't.
1: Fascinating.
2: That's and it. The, I that's think, literally the difference. And I
1: think I think maybe it's just the difference of to me because you said RTJ two is more raw. It is, and I think that's why I prefer three. Okay, really, yeah. because as much as as much as I like the raw side of them, I am a pop head, and I always yeah. have been, and so there's there's just there's just the lightest sheen. Yeah. on RTJ3 that just, like, clicks it in for me. Yeah. And that's that's when I truly then, finally, when RTJ3 came out, is when I became, like, a stan mm-hmm. and got into all of their songs. Uh, what a and wonderful Christmas Eve that was. Truly. Do you remember truly. they
2: dropped it, what was it, like, yeah. three months early? Yeah. That was like
1: a great time could. for all of us. And I also just, <laughs> uh, the last thing I'll say is, I think, because I do like all of the harshness on run the jewels too but like for example the last 30 seconds of oh my darling don't cry i had had to grow on me they were a little too atonal at mm-hmm. first and similarly like i forgot what the other one was oh lie cheat steal is my least favorite song by them
2: oh i love oh, oh wow. I, I
1: really don't like i think chorus. it's
2: so cheeky i just i
1: i don't i don't like how it just it sounds like they cut two different songs together really like it just sounds completely out of place all right. Yeah. But, but for that reason... I'm voted. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, in that case, y'all,
2: this I think... This is a fun. This is spicy This one. is fit No, exactly.
0: <laughs> we knew it was going to be there for that one. I mean, people have strong opinions about RTJ2. I want to hear what those strong opinions are in the comments here, which is why number four, RTJ4. Number three, RTJ1. Number two, RTJ3. And number one, of course, Meow the fucking jewels, bitch. You know it is what it is. No, it's RTJ2. But y'all, we ranked the discographies of Killer Mike. We ranked the discography of L. we ranked the discography of run the jewels in our fucking season five finale and y'all it ain't done. Oh Have my gone. god. Mini Soap right We're not done. We got one more, but in the meantime, leave us your comments on any of the pages. <laughs> Reach <laughs> us out to the to gmail.com. Follow us on the Facebook. Let us know. Follow uh, Sam Thomas at ham underscore Sam underscore witch on all the socials. It's
2: just pictures of my dog. It's just pictures of my dog. It's great, <laughs> and I love it.
0: <laughs> so, y'all, in the meantime, though, thank you genuinely so much for listening to us, not just for this episode, but all season long. We will see you in the Happy Hour Mini Stone. Take care, everyone. Good. Goodbye.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.